0: yo what's going on everybody it is 1 p.m here in chicago Illinois. that means it's time for another live stream today is wednesday december fifteenth, two 2021 it is a strangely warm day out in chicago today it is very unusually warm it was like 65 degrees outside i haven't checked the actual temperature but they were forecasting like r- near or actual record level highs for today that's really weird. Cause it's December 15th. It's the middle of winter. Um, yeah. So unusual weather, but it's exciting, at least for the baby, it's exciting today because it's Wednesday and her older sister, we just put her into an after like her first after school activity. Uh, at least, you know, since everything, since like school got back into session at least in person and on what it's not long enough for me to like bring her home and then like, um, And then come back to pick up my daughter because not that long of after school activity. So what our routine is, is that we're going to be going to the donut shop across the street from school and the baby loves donuts. And so like every day she's been asking if today is Wednesday because she wants to go to get donuts after school. And when it's not Wednesday, she's like, we could probably still go to get donuts after school. Don't you think? And I'm like, not today. We're going to save it for Wednesday. And then today, as we're walking to school, I was like, guess what? It's Wednesday today. And she's like, donuts. So she's super excited. I'm excited, too. All right. Before I get too far into it, let's make sure I say hi to everyone on the podcast. Hopefully, like, you had some, like, warm weather to run in today. It was a little bit windy here in Chicago. So hopefully where you are, it's warm and not too windy. And you're enjoying it out there. And everyone listening and watching on YouTube after the fact, uh, cheers to you guys. Hopefully, you're sitting back with a nice recovery beverage. I've got some uh, strawberry lemonade noon today. I just finished a big cup of coffee, so I felt like I wasn't really in the mood for that. I wanted to get some noon in. All right. Let's see who we got in uh in the chat. We've got Terrence Huey here, says Hup Day. Hello, what's going on? Martha's here as well. JC says good afternoon. This oh, microphone's about to tip over. I'm gonna move it slightly. Hopefully that works out better. What's going on, JC? Um we got Michael Chang says hello, just finished some hills. You know, I was thinking about it. I'm going to be probably trying to get a lot of trail running in. We're going to be leaving this weekend to head over to Grandma's house. It's been a long time since we've seen them, it's a long time since we've been over there. We're, we didn't go over there for Thanksgiving like we normally do. So uh, we're excited to go back. And uh, I'm already planning, like I'm going to do a lot of trail running. I have not been doing a lot of trail running since we came back to Chicago after the summer. And so, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. I've been, I don't think I've touched the Lone Peak in a long time or the Zinal in a long time. So like, you know, it's going to be a good week next year, next week. And I ordered another trail shoe when that was on sale. Cause I guess it's been out for a little while when I've been meaning to get to, but never did. So that should be coming. Hopefully to, it was originally scheduled for Friday. Then they bumped it up. They said it was going to arrive Thursday. So hopefully that arrives too. So I'll be getting some hills in. So I'm excited for that. Albert Long says, hey, everyone. Haven't been to a long stream for ages, live stream for ages. Good to see you again. Albert and Jeff says, I made it. Cool. Marcelo Faria says, hi, cheers from Brazil. Huge fan here. Oh, welcome. Glad to see you. And Mark Ingham says, yo, what's going on? Right at the start. Awesome. Cool. Very cool. Good to see you guys. All uh, right. Mark says he just got in and just in time for the donut talk. Yeah. So more, more on the donuts. So she's like, daddy today, I think we should get, she's like, I think I should get two donuts today. And I'm like, I don't think you need two donuts. I mean, cause they're not, they're not like little Dunkin' Donut size donuts, which I would consider like a, a good size of a, a decent, like an average size of a donut. They're donut shop donuts. They're extra big. And um I'm like, I think that just might be too much for you to eat. She goes, I I think I could eat two donuts. And I'm like, here's this. How about this? How about you pick a donut and then you pick a second donut for daddy to eat? And then I'll let you eat some of Daddy's donut if you finish all of your donut. And she's like, okay, that's fine. So she's very excited about the donut today. I don't, I really don't think, other than like seeing her family and stuff like that. Like I don't think that there's anything else that she's ex- as excited about as donuts. She, she just loves donuts. <laughs> it makes me so happy. Stevie76 says, yo, what's going on? Good to see you, Stevie. And Mark says, in Toronto, it's been raining. Opted for the weight room instead of 10K. Yeah, it, you know, I, I ran like as soon as I could this morning because they said it might rain. I mean, with all the heat coming in, I, we were, I was assuming it would rain, but um, I'm glad I did not get rained on today. But you know it's that time of year where it might snow and it might rain and i just oh, cold rain oh, always so difficult to deal with uh character building runs they sure are let's see Dwayne magno says loving the live streams thinking of running the tunnel marathon in june any tips thoughts on running it in a carbon racer i ran in it in a carbon racer and i was just fine in it um and because it's like everything's very buffed out so like Uh, even though there are some parts where there might be a little bit more gravel there's usually another part on that same section where you can kind of like find some flat hard packed dirt road to be able to run on so uh, that's what i would do and that's what i would recommend it might chew up your shoes by the end of the day but you'll be fine in them so that's what i would do with that race um and as far as tips go you know i would say get really good at feeling what marathon effort is because if you go by your watch you're just gonna either run you're probably gonna not run fast enough um and so like for me you know i certainly felt i had started to feel uncomfortable like later in the race maybe like around mile 22 or so um maybe mile 21 but i also felt like if i had not held back as much in the first half um or maybe if I had ran with a little bit more discipline in the first half, maybe I could have had a better day. So, I mean, I would say like, just get really good at feeling what it feels like and then going on feel because your watch numbers are going to be off unless you're very accustomed to running with that much downhill. So um, that's something that I would recommend. All right. Uh, Philip says, yo, what's going on? Absolute t-shirt weather day, 10 degrees Celsius and 50 degrees Fahrenheit in Germany. Yeah, it is. That's definitely t-shirt weather. Although, you know, I did wear a long sleeve for today and we had like 60 degree weather because I was just like, you never know. It's super windy out today. It could be surprisingly cold wind with warm air temps. Sometimes that happens. So I was hot. I was definitely hot by the time I got back home. All right. Sergeant Race here says, Hi, Co. The of Secretary Bird model report is favorable. However, everyone be advised is a low stack for midsole ground contact ride. Super lightweight and fun to run in, though. I mean, that's that that reminds me of the Lapitet that I ran in as well. I feel like a lot of the issues that I had with the upper and like the first version were fixed. Um, there's a little bit more toe box volume in that one. I haven't tried the Secretary Bird model, though, but I'm glad that you're liking it. That's a company that I really want. I, I'm really rooting for them. I hope that they do well. But I also wonder if, like, are they designing for a different type of runner than me? You know what I mean? Like, I think that there are definitely different regional preferences is what people like for their daily trainers. And I'm like, I think, I think they're designing for a different kind of preference than what I have. That's kind of like my, well, my suspicion with that. All right. Richard smart coming in from Harker Heights, Texas. Good to see you again, Richard and David Pat Dovin Patterson says he's still running. He's on the run at mile five. Nice. Good work. <laughs> Love it, love it. All right, Adam Fear says, "Windy Chicago's got nothing on Denver today. Near hurricane force winds. Got uh, anyone wants? And Adam's asking if Martha's gotten any of that too. Yeah, I've been seeing um from some of like the Boulder and uh, Denver area. Just, I mean, I guess I don't know how close those cities actually are, frankly, because I'm bad at geography." But some of the Colorado runners and coaches that I follow on Twitter have definitely been talking about it yesterday and in today about the winds. I mean, I think I feel like we got it mild today compared to what a lot of other places have for sure. For sure. Like, I thought someone posted that there's supposed to be wind gusts of up to 100 miles an hour. I mean, that's that's pretty insane. I mean, that is like uh, you can't be, you should not be outside. With those kinds of gusts you can get impaled by something so be safe out there everybody be smart i mean that's super super crazy wind i wouldn't i wouldn't be outside in that kind of wind i might try it and then i'd be like oh no this is too dangerous and then i'd go back inside louise <laughs> becerra says yo what's going on and jeff says swimming in full running kit tracksmith and shoes was really funny oh okay And Edgar Buizo says, hello, good afternoon from East Harlem, New York City. Enjoy your day. What's going on, Edgar? Hope you things are going well in New York. All right. Midlife Runner says, Hi coach, are you going to ride the Mario Karts in Tokyo downtown? Have you seen that? You can rent, you can rent cart little carts. Oh, there's so, I mean, there's so much I want to do when I'm over there, but I really don't think I'm going to be able to do very much. I'm, I'm basically, I'm mentally preparing for the idea that I will get to the airport, get shuttled to a hotel where they will close the doors and I'm not allowed to open it. Um, and then I'll be allowed out to go get my bib and then go back to the hotel and then go to the race and then shower and go to the airport. That's kind of like how I'm um, assuming that the day is going to go or the week or however long I'm there is going to go. So, um, yeah, I really don't know. Cause it's like, oh, should I learn Japanese? At least maybe some conversational Japanese, or like learn to read. Like, what does bathroom look like? Um, although I feel like there'll be English everywhere in Japan, or at least in Tokyo. But, um, but I just don't think that I'm gonna be doing that much wandering around. But if there's a way, to, I, I can't. They they have that. I can't imagine that they would have that. I did like a little. My wife and I did a tour like that in San Francisco years ago before we had kids. It's basically like this little 50cc moped that they put into like three wheels and they put the shell of a little go-kart on top of it. These little yellow things. I mean, we almost got ran over a couple of times and there was a couple of points in San Francisco where the hills were too steep, where we thought we'd have to get out and push. We made it up the hill, some of the hills we were supposed to, and there's like a guided, like GPS guided MP3 tour that you would listen, like you would hit certain spots and then it would, you know, audio would play and tell you about different um, landmarks. That was really fun, but terrifying, (laughs) terrifying. (laughs) All right. Jackson Day says, just finished grad school 15 minutes ago. Congratulations, Jackson. Finals must be done. Awesome. Great. Great news. Great news. Congratulations. Uh, Wanda2225 says, hello from Guatemala again. Awesome. Hope you're doing well down there. And Marshall says, did someone say donuts? Yes, today. Wednesday is donut day. Um, apparently, well, it is, you know, according to the baby, baby and I are going to go get Stan's donuts. Now there is another Stan's donut. We like Stan's donuts. It's kind of like a local donut shop. And now there's a third location opening within a um, quarter mile radius. So in Chicago, the main streets are every uh, half mile. And so, um, on diversity, there is, which is 2,800 North. Um, there is a um, Stan's Donut shop. And if you go up Broadway, um, a half mile, it's a little bit more than a half mile. So it's like maybe like it's the block up from Belmont, which is 3200 uh, north. And then that is about a half mile away. There's another Stan's Donuts. And now exactly in between those two, there's a Stan's Donut shop that opened up a location inside a grocery store. So now there's three locations to get Stan's Donuts. Pretty convenient. Pretty convenient. Um, Yeah. My my daughter, the baby was like, you know, dad, if there's too many people at that one Stan's Donuts and we don't want to be in there, we can go to the other Stan's Donuts. Or maybe we can go to the other Stan's Donuts that's even farther away. There's lots of Stan's Donuts we can go to in case. So she wanted to make sure all the bases were covered. She wanted like contingency plans in the event that maybe we weren't comfortable with the crowd level inside the stands donuts so <laughs> she's got she's 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 been thinking it through all right andrew lloyd says hello from wales what's going on andrew and mika says hello all weather has finally returned this week from near negative 30 celsius to plus two celsius that's quite a swing and it means that every road has been like a skating rink oh i bet had you started running shoes today even though he hates them um yeah yeah i've I've never had the studded shoes i saw i think ben johnson got some of his out he's up in minneapolis so they get that kind of weather um for me here i mean i didn't feel like i needed them in iowa and i don't really feel like i need them too much here in chicago um because everything gets plowed and salted really well um and so i know well i don't know personally but i've heard stories of other people in other places where like it snows so much that they just can't plow and salt it so it just gets slippery in certain places they do the best they can uh, but there's just so much they can't keep up and so I think those kinds of areas you need studded shoes I, I'm i sure that if I put studs in a shoe I would just ruin the shoe like I'd be like all I know is something sharp is poking me up from the bottom of the shoe ju- I would get ones that are too long or I would you know accidentally burst an air pocket or something I don't know that's like I know that's like not an area i need to go to. I may, I may look into some of those. You know, they have those like kind of things that you can like put on the outside of the shoe that have like little spikes and they have like different like levels of how much grippiness they have or like pokiness that they have, like how much it claws into the ground. Maybe I'll look into some of those today. I'm trying to think. I think Dave at Chase's Summit was looking at those or he did a review of a couple of them. He's like, they're small enough, you can fit them in your bag, and if you like fold them up right, they won't poke you in the back while you're you got them in your running pack. So Maybe that's something I look at this year. Does anyone have any ideas of what the, what the winter is going to be like here like the Midwest United States? Is everyone Are we thinking it's going to be a really bad winter or an easy winter? I feel like last winter was super snowy. It just didn't end. It was just like a long, very cold winter. I don't feel like we got that many really brutally cold days, but we had a lot of cold, just regular cold days and a lot of snow. That's what I remember. Is that what you guys remember? all right uh lucas h said he did the kofuzzi six by six threshold workout this morning the stride critical power number it's a tough one it is a tough one did you do one minute um one minute breaks the one minute breaks is what makes it really hard because it's like you don't catch your breath and it's like these are six six minute repeats i might need a gel in the middle of that somewhere and you just like don't feel like eating because you're like can't breathe um that'd be a good one to have like a hydration like a little water bottle or something to get some some sugars in that way. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's a fun, I mean, I think that's my favorite workout, the six by six. I like it. Uh, Wanda says, I'm training eight to nine hours a week, including running, biking, and swimming. Do you think that is good enough to build my aerobic base? I think if all those activities are being done at an aerobic level, I think that's plenty to build the aerobic base. Um, you know, I don't think that an hour of swimming translates the same way as an hour of running and I think it all, I mean, it's a little bit different in terms of like biking and the swimming um, and in terms of like how much you're dividing that up. But I mean, that's quite a bit of time exercising, you know? So uh, I think that that is, if that's all, I mean, if you're in a base building per- period, eight to nine in the winter, I think works out pretty well. But if you're in Guatemala, maybe, I mean, the weather should be a little bit nicer. could be a time that maybe, get to 10 i don't know i don't know if eight to nine week is where you've been at or if uh if that's a big increase to where you've been but um i mean eight to nine is still a lot once you get to 10 hours it just starts to really feel like a lot in my opinion like when i look at like triathlete triathlete training programs and it's like 13 hours a week i'm like oh my goodness how do you have time for anything it just it just definitely starts to add up all right um oh madridi guy what's going on man he says hi bro today i did 15k wearing the a6 metaspeed sky my first impression is awesome what a shoe it's like super cushion need to test it more during extra miles it is a lot of fun it is a lot of fun um i put it as my favorite race shoe of the year and um yeah i'm i'm, I'm really excited about that one like i haven't seen the metaspeed sky 2 yet I have a feeling that there's not a lot of substantial changes, just maybe some of that shape of the toe box. Um, but I'm like, I don't think you guys really need to change that much. It's just really, <laughs> it's just really, really good. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Melvin, you says, good afternoon. CoFam. fam to change things up today and try to do a Peloton ride instead, but maybe I'll do a short, easy run later. I've never done a Peloton ride. I've never done a group ride on Zlift either or anything like that. I mean, I know those are two very different things, but, um, I don't know. I think maybe I'm missing out. I think there's some experiences on the bike um, that I'm missing out on. I feel like cycling through the winter is probably better than trying to run through the winter. Although I do, I, I mean, I prefer winter running and I love running in the snow. And as much as the cold is difficult to deal with, I, I do kind of like it. But I don't know. I think there's I think there's pluses on both sides. All right. Um Frank says, anybody know exactly what the Welsh runner is doing in Kenya? I it sounds to me like is it like a it's kind of like a tour group, right? That's what it sounds like to me, like a running adventure group. I don't know if it's like if you pay you get to go. I don't think I mean that's I mean I don't know the hashtags that he's using. I haven't looked into it. Um, I don't know if he's going with a brand because like when Ben Johnson went, I think he went on behalf of Koros. Like Coros sent him down there um i don't i don't know but i mean like i don't know i mean that'd be kind of weird is that something that happens it's like a weird running disney world and like kipchoge is like the mickey mouse and everyone just comes and he just takes pictures with everybody i don't know I don't, i'm actually not sure i'm looking forward to seeing what the footage is it looks like he's got his insta 360 go on in a lot of the photos at least the ones where he's running so that'll be interesting to see but i feel like a lot of people are going to some of those training camps down there like uh, Orta Luis went down there for a while to train. Um, that his, his training camp was a little bit odd because, like, all his training partners all wore like the same like black t shirts and black shorts all the time, and he wore like a red one all the time, and, like to stand out. The optics were like a little bit strange, but um, I mean, it looks like a great place to to train. I love the idea, like having like a running retreat and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool, really cool. I I I want to go on like a running trip, like one of those things. But I don't know. I don't necessarily want to go as far as Kenya. Who was I? Oh, I was telling um, uh, when I got interviewed for the Ten Junk Miles podcast, I was telling Scott that like um, what I really just want. I'll I'll, I'll save that story. You guys all have to listen to the podcast for that. But, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Running Adventures. I think that's what it is. I'm not sure. Does anyone else know? I don't know. All right. Um, let me scroll down because I know I'm way behind on you guys. Sorry. And I want to make sure I'm talking about what you guys are talking about. Um, Dragos uh, Balota says, what's the most versatile shoe of the year? You know what? I'll tell you one thing before I answer that question. Um, I will say that I've noticed, having gone to the Running event, talking to some like people that work in creating like at the brands that make the running shoes and then talking amongst other like shoe reviewers um, that the word versatile is used very differently. So when someone like from a from the running industry perspective, I mean, maybe I'm just wrong. I have a small, maybe I have a small sample set, but it seemed like every time someone from a brand said a shoe is versatile, they were talking about, it appeals to lots of different kinds of people, people that go to the gym Run maybe once or twice a week, maybe do a group fitness class, like that kind of thing. And then it also appeals to, you know, seven day a week runners. And it also appeals to people that just want to wear it to walk around. Like, I think that's what I think brands mean when a shoe is versatile. When I say a shoe is versatile, or like, I feel like when all the other shoe reviewers say a shoe is versatile, they mean it could be used for a short run, a long run, a recovery run, strides you know plyometrics you know i think that's what we the one person can use it in different ways so that's just a weird observation that i have so i'm going to use it the way that i use versatile in terms of like one person can use it in lots of different ways um and i think that probably it's going to be a daily trainer so i'll probably say the nova blast too because it's lightweight you can use it for pretty much every kind of run I think it's got a little bit more traction to it than the Mach 4 does, and so you could use it a little bit more widely. Um, so that, I think, is going to be a pretty versatile shoe. So th- that's probably going to be mine. Um, another one to think about, though, in that category would be the Endorphin Speed 2, because you can also use that shoe for so many things. Mm. CV76 says... Because Kofusi finally got a haircut. I went to my barber for the first time since the start of the pandemic. Kind of tired cutting my own hair. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm really regretting that I just didn't like, I mean, because I'm going to go this weekend to grandma's house. I should have just let grandma cut it. But I was like, I'm done with this thing. I mean, frankly, for me, like, I just couldn't keep it clean anymore. I felt like I was using more and more shampoo. And I'm like, I'm using like, I'm using it like we got the pumps, you know, in the for the shampoo in the shower. And I'm like, I'm on three. I'm on three pumps now. That's too many and I still don't feel like my hair is getting clean and I don't feel like my hair is getting conditioned. So I'm like, I don't know how to keep this clean. I don't know how to take care of this how much hair. So, yeah. So I, that's when I got the haircut. At a barber. And you know what? When I was there, everyone kept the mask on the entire time. I was like, they're going to make me take my mask off when I get a haircut for sure. But they kept it on. They just worked around it and every once in a while I would have to take it off just for a little bit. But they kept it on the entire time. So, Yeah. But yeah, getting tired of cutting on hair. I can understand that. Mm. All right. Michaela Alalis here is late to the party, but says, hi, everyone. Well, it's good to see you, Michaela. Mm. <laughs> Melvin says, by the way, my wife is starting to get really annoyed at me, random saying, yo, what's going on around the house? Shortly preceded by me humming the theme song while doing dishes. <laughs> That's funny um have you you listened to the whole song um like uh if you listen to the whole song it's like there's a guy in the background the person that says yo what's going on like he it's it's like he just randomly says like what's going on like in the background like periodically throughout the entire song um so I think that's kind of funny. So like when I listen to the whole song, it's just like it's as if some guy, maybe like the maybe like the producer of the audio, is like listening to it in the background, doesn't realize that he's in front of a live Mac, mic, and is just saying like, "What's going on? Yo, what's going on?" You know, and every once in a while, just says it. I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Jason Dahl says, "Hi everyone, feeling good. Twenty-four hours after the booster, awesome. So arms still sore, but that's it." great. Even though it is in the 60s. I think I'm sticking with the Peloton today. we will do it. There you go. Yeah, just keep it easy. Um, that wind could get pretty intense. So, you know, it's a good idea. You can control all the climate environment total factors. There you go. Uh, Constantine says, greetings from... I think it's a German flag. Awesome. Welcome. Uh, Danny J says, from a SJD perspective, a versatile shoot is a tweener. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of like fits in between a couple of different, different categories. Is that what he means? Yeah. See, everyone's got a different vocabulary that they use for it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Burp says, Michael, hi. See, you now have over 14,000 followers on Strava, more than most running pros. What's the secret? Thanks. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the secret is. I think it's just that I'm there every day. I post everything. Um, and I try to post a picture every day. Even if I'm doing like a warm-up, then I'm going to use the workout as like, let's say I'm warming up before a race. I'll do the warm as one activity, the race is one activity. And if I have a cool down, I don't like to cool down, but if I do, you know, that'll be a third activity, like in short succession, I still try to have a different picture for each one. Um, I follow a handful of people. Um, I follow a lot of, I try to follow a lot of pros and then a lot of people basically that are here in the live stream. Um, And then some people that are local. So that's kind of, Like, so it's not like I'm trying to actively cultivate it, but I just think that, um, you know, I think there's a lot of people that are very interested in me because they like the videos. I think there's people that are very interested in what I'm doing on Strava because they don't like the videos or don't like what I'm doing. So there's a lot of that. I think there's a lot of that too. I think there's a lot of lurkers in there, but, um, I think just consistency. I'm there every day. And then, you know, periodically I'll go through and I'll go look at what everyone's doing. I try to comment on stuff. I try to I definitely give kudos to everything. I just go down, go click, 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 click. click. I, if I'm like, if it's like a Strava session for me, um, but then I'll also look and see like what people are doing and comment on stuff. So, you know, uh, the way I approach all, all social media is, you know, like if you're trying to grow a social media presence, if you're trying to have fans, you have to be a fan. So you got to be part of the, com- you got to be in the community. You can't, it, it has to be mutual. It can't just be like, I will rain, you know, things down on you, and you guys will enjoy it. It's you know, I'm part of this community too. I want to be involved in what you guys are doing. Uh, if you want to see what I'm doing, here's where I'm at. That's kind. Of, so that's usually my approach. Um, but I didn't know it was fourteen thousand. I, I actually um, don't. I don't keep track of how many followers I have anywhere else other than YouTube. Um, I sometimes look at like um, Strava, um, Instagram. Strava, I don't usually look at the number and then like Twitter, that's the smallest one, but I don't really look at that number either because it's not like the, when, when I, have, when I try to like add content to YouTube, it shows me like the subscriber number. And I also put that in the bottom of every video. Um, but when I like make a tweet, when I, when I, when I tweet um, it's not like it shows you like your follower count first. So I just don't keep track of that stuff. <laughs> Jesus, versatile is a shoe from which you can easily <laughs> remove dog poop. That's that's a very unique definition. Interesting. Um, and Brett says the RC Elite Two is the most versatile. That's his vote. I could, I, you could, you run in that on the like an easy day. I can see people doing it because it is nice and squishy. It's not like too firm like a lot of the super shoes are at slower paces or like at your easier paces you know Um, alex says so then how does the industry label shoes that runners describe as versatile greetings from brussels yeah i don't know i'm not sure i should have looked into that more but like you know what made me really think about it? Cause I had heard it a couple times, but it didn't click for me until I was watching, I think it was the Saucony video that Believe in the Run put out from the running event. And there they were, t- but they were both saying the word versatile and they were talking about two different things. And I was like, oh, yeah, you guys are talking about, I- like, I don't think they realized it at the time, but they were talking about two different things. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's cause everyone uses the words differently. So, you know, I guess, I mean, the people that need to fix it, it would be the shoe viewers. Cause like, the shoe makers they're the ones making the shoes we got to figure out how they're talking so that we can talk to them i guess i don't know but i don't know i don't know what they i don't know i think like they'll say it's a do-it-all shoe i don't i don't know maybe they say it has i mean range is that that's another way of saying it i guess but i don't know um see michael Chang says favorite post-race meal Um, I mean, I really like a burrito or pizza. Let's see after a race, you know, but usually like the post-race eating is not that good, usually because there's beer at the end. And then if there's a race with food afterwards, I mean, like trying to feed like a marathon's worth of people is hard. And so the food usually isn't great. And it's usually something like prepackaged. Sometimes some of the races that are smaller, like a 10K or 5K or something, they might have food, but usually has meat in it. So I don't eat it. After the Chicago half marathon, they usually have, you get tickets for pizza. It's, um, you know, it's hot. So that there's that, but it's hard to make, you know, 10,000 pieces of pizza all at once kind of. So, I mean, they're doing the best they can. I mean, they do a really good job of it. Just the pizza is not always that great, but I do enjoy pizza. Like if we're talking about like later in the day, yeah, whatever I want, I want it to be very hot and I want a lot of it. I mean, I, I like, I just like hot food. Like temperature hot. Like eating like a, a room temperature sandwich for lunch. That's just like makes me sad. <laughs> I don't know why, but it does make me sad. Um all right. Daniel Naranjo says, Is there a cheap throwaway shoe that you recommend? I want to run in the snow, but don't want to destroy nice running shoes. I mean, if I I mean, I think that if you get something that's weatherized, something that's purpose built for that, you could avoid that problem. I mean, I run in the snow in a lot of my shoes and I don't think it really ruins them. Um, I mean, it depends. Sometimes snow in Chicago gets pretty gross, like with road grit and stuff. So it gets yucky. Um, And that might stain a little bit, but other than that, I don't think it really ruins, even if there's a lot of salt in it, it doesn't usually ruin the shoe. Um, It just might discolor them a little bit, but I, in the winter time, I usually run in trail shoes and like light trail shoes, what people call crossover trail shoes. So those are the ones that I like. Um, if you're looking for just cheap shoes, the SL 20 is always pretty cheap. Um, right now. Um, let me see, uh, the Reebok foot ride energy. I think there's like a trail version. It's not really trail though. It's just got a little bit more of a rugged upper. There's a trail version of that shoe. And that one's always usually pretty cheap. um, yeah, those are kind of some areas that I might look, I mean, I think that as you near the end of the year, you know, a lot of the summer shoes, you know, people are trying to, a lot of the brands are trying to get rid of them, uh, and kind of clear the inventory. So there's could be a lot of stuff that's on sale in terms of like just getting any shoe that you want to run in. Um, but the main difference for the shoes that I look at for kind of winter running is, is that uh the shoes that i usually think in the summer are either too hot or have too much rubber and just feel unnecessarily heavy because of that on the outsole those are like oh these work in the winter so that's like the other way i look at it all right let me scroll down a little bit more i'm really far behind you guys uh lou says i got a pair of the Saucony run shield but the weather in new england has been great you see there that's what happens right that's what you you get like I think the one year that I got like the the Hoka Challenger, as was like Challenger Five, Gore-Tex, like it rained a bunch, but I know we didn't get really bad weather that year. I didn't really like that shoe. I haven't tried a Challenger since. I don't think that that's a that good of a shoe. Um, but yeah, so um, that's how it goes. That's how it goes sometimes. Um, and Mark Ingham says that's the running shoe game. I usually, I typically buy last year's models on clearance. I mean, that's what I usually recommend. People will be like, how come you don't do like a, you know, a running shoe bargains type of thing. And I'm like, well, I mean, most of my views are from the U S like than oh, the UK and English speaking. But even if you think about that or Canada, like the things that are cheap and available to you are very different. So like even if I made a, you know, discount running shoe video, it might not apply to you. You know, sometimes I get like questions about like, what's the best shoe under and then people will list, you know, 50 or like some sort of currency. And I'm like, I don't even know what that symbol means, let alone can I tell you what shoes are available to you in that country? So, you know, I kind of stay away from it, but I give the general advice that like, I don't really like it when I don't usually recommend like kind of second tier shoes for people to buy like the shoes that are made for price points. for parents to buy for their kids when they're like i need to get my kids shoes their feet are growing um for running you know i you gotta take care of your feet so i really would prefer people get kind of like the top tier level shoes but if you need to save some bucks get last year's model because that that way you're still getting a a really well-performing product and you can still save some bucks that way all right uh we got luca moriato luca morilato I'm going to say it that way. I'm sure I said it wrong. I apologize if I said it wrong, but he says, "Really love your work. Thank you so much. You'll have to let me know if I said it wrong. Maybe you can help me with the pronunciation." Uh, Adam says, "Would you consider the Hyperion Tempo and everything shoe? Not really, because I don't like running in that shoe easy. You could do it, but it, the DNA Flash midsole foam I think takes it's not it's I think it's a little bit firmer than Hyperburst, which is another Nitro foam. Um, I think the Hyperburst kind of squishes at easier paces." Uh, A little bit more readily than the Hyperion tempos DNA Flash does. So um, I like it. Once I don't really like the Hyperion tempo or like the Hyperion Elite until I start moving a little bit faster. Uh, I'm very interested to see what um, Brooks does though, because they're putting nitro foams into their DNA Loft. So um, like the glycerin is going to be a nitro foam this year. So I'm wondering if that that's going to feel a little bit more like Hyperburst, like the way they're, they're going to use it that's my suspicion so imagine like a glycerin with hyperburst in it that's kind of so i'm I'm really i mean probably the first time i've ever said i'm really excited to try this glycerin the next glycerin we'll see Martha said, I was going to buy the Peregrine for snow running and then saw the TRE report and that a new lighter version comes out this winter. So hard not to wait, but it's done because the point is to have them now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's the thing about like um that I'm not sure about the brands and how, I mean, maybe that's a good question that I should ask next time I like talk to some of either like the A6 people or the Hoka people is like, how do they view like, you know, people that Because both of those brands, like they'll just send shoes really early. And there's usually not an embargo. They're like, once we send it to you, feel free to talk about it, take it for a run, do whatever you want. And I mean, every once in a while there's an embargo, but for a lot of times there isn't. And like last year, I didn't get them early, but like everyone got like the Nimbus Light too, like really like six months early or something like that. And I was like, why would why would they do that? Because then people that might've bought the Nimbus light one are going to be like, well, I'm going to wait for number two. Cause I'm really excited about number two. Why would I buy number one? You know? And like, I feel like does it cannibalize sales or does the improved, like does like positive press about the improved version kind of like elevate the previous version, even if the previous version had a, like a lot of problems with it. I don't know. I'm not sure what like kind of like the thinking is. And I think each brand handles it a little bit differently. But like, I mean, that's like the prime example of what Martha's talking about. She's going to buy a shoe now because she needs it now. But she's like, but there's a new one coming. So I'm going to wait. So like, that's a delayed purchase. And in the interim, Martha may change her mind and not buy that shoe at all. might buy a different brand shoe or might not buy a shoe and just go with what she has. So there's risk. I mean, yeah, that's something that, yeah. I wonder how much the brands think about that. I bet they think about it a lot. Mm. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Patrick Doyle coming in. Where'd it go? Patrick Doyle coming in from the southeast of Ireland. Oh, southeast of Ireland. I was like, I have to picture that in my mind. Only very recently have I been able to, have I like actually looked at a map of like that part of the world. I mean, I knew kind of like what the countries were generally, but it took me a minute to kind of figure it out. So I'm trying to visualize it in my head. Sorry, I'm just so bad at geography. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, Pauline Ho says, Yoko Fuzi, what sort of stretching and strength and conditioning do you do weekly? I have a, a mobility routine that I do before every run. It's squats, lunges, side lunges, and single leg deadlifts single leg deadlifts, uh, all body weight. And then I do that right before, before I start running and then strength and conditioning, you know, I go in spurts where I'm pretty good about like, I'll do some plyometrics or I might do some drills before I usually, I like to do drills before my hard workouts. Um, if I can remember to do them, a lot of times I kind of forget or air quotes, forget, and just get right to the workout after my mobility routine. Um, but I feel like doing the drills right before the hard workout I think makes a lot of sense because it's reinforcing um, the, um, the mechanics in your body in terms of, of uh, running fast. So I like to do that but I um, this in this build getting ready for Tokyo, one of the things I'm going to do is do some I'm gonna try to do some more band work. Bob and Brad, the two most famous physical therapists on the internet, sent me like a year ago, a set of bands and I just never reviewed them. And I'm like, I don't, what, what am I going to do with these? But I think there's some exercises, leg exercises that I'd like to do um, that I think will address some of the, what I feel like are weaknesses that have come up in the last two marathons that I'm running. Something that's happened in the last um, two marathons was I got this pain like in the front. If these are my, this is my front. These are my legs, right? at like the hip joints, like right up here. when you know i'm kind of like hitting the wall or getting closer there as i'm lifting my legs up those joint areas have really hurt on the front side like muscularly and i feel like there's something about the picking up of the legs that is not strong enough or could use some more strengthening um you know more running is certainly going to help that and more speed work will help that too but i was thinking like the activity that reminds me of something that i could do that is like that kind of pain would be like when you're riding a bike and I just got a bike with clips in it. And when I pick up the legs instead of, you know, instead of pushing down on the pedals, when I'm pulling up on the pedals, kind of that feeling is something that I need to strengthen. And I feel like I could do some band work to also strengthen kind of like the pulling your knee up. So that's something that I want to work on. But other than that, like uh, I may start hitting a weight room uh, in January. My daughters were enrolled them in some climbing classes so we got memberships to this climbing gym and i'm trying to think of like well they got treadmills in there and it'll be winter time so maybe i'll run while i'm there but i'm also thinking they have weights a weight room there too so maybe i'll do some weights while i'm there some like very runner specific stuff so i don't know i don't do an. i don't do a lot right now but hopefully i'll get to do some um uh, Greg Derezinski says, with your full running schedule, do you plan your running training sessions yourself or do you use a coach? I just, I mess it up myself. Um, so that's kind of like what I do. Um, I rely pretty heavily on Jack Daniels. Um, and so I look at a lot of like the program, like that six by six workout that we were talking about earlier. That's, that's a Jack Daniels workout. He calls a mile repeats, but it's because he assumes that most people can run a mile in six minutes or maybe five. Um, so that's why he calls them mile repeats. I call them six by six minutes because I can't run a mile. and not, at, not at threshold pace. I'm getting close, but not right now. So I, I just do six minutes. Um, so that's kind of like where I do a lot of that, but you know, I do a lot of easy running one, two hard sessions a week. Uh, I'd like to add in a lot more marathon pace work into a lot of the longer runs. Uh, and I think that works for me. So I just started doing that last time. So. Um. yeah everyone's trying to tell me I gotta activate my groins <laughs> I'm, my glutes are activated now I don't know how to activate the groins I guess Um. Tracy Smith said maybe they're hip flexors I think that they're someone was saying that they're either adductors or abductors I think they were saying adductors I don't really know Um. but yeah so Um. let's see Michael Chang wants to know what's my FTP um like for running, I don't know what my FTP is for cycling, um, but for running, my critical power, I don't think it's changed since the marathon. I think, uh, let me see if I have it on my phone. Uh, for stride, the foot pod, my running is, critical power is 296, which is about what it's been for a long time. So there was a wall, there was a couple of months where it was way off, where it was like saying that I was like a 240 marathoner. I don't know what data got in there that was wrong that did that, but um, it took a while for it to fix itself. Um, but yeah, since then it's like settled down in 296. it's, it's a lot higher than it, what it used to be. Um, but I think the hard thing about um, power numbers in running is that they don't really translate. They work well within the same person. If you're, it's higher, it means you're more fit. If you're lower, it means you're not as fit but across people, it doesn't seem to translate as well as my general, very anecdotal, loose take on it. Mm, all right, let's get a couple more and I'm gonna get going for today. Oh, Shannon's here. She says, dang it, better late than never, but hey, Co and Company. Good to see you, Shannon. Uh, Jed Olaguer says, what's the most impactful, important lesson you've learned this year? That's a good question. I don't know if I have an answer for that one yet um, I mean, and I also don't know if I learned it this year or last year, but the thing that I've been liking to emphasize is more of, um, I mean, I think these are all kind of like different ways of looking at the same thing is, uh, that I'm less focused on like results, like the time that's becoming less and less important. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of just let, learning to let it go. I'm still chasing time goals for sure, but um, you know, it's kind of like if I manage to hit certain time goals along the way, great. But for now, I just really want to be able to run and really enjoy running and experience it in a much more um gratifying way. So, uh and I think that's worked out well. I've been hitting a couple of different PRs this year, so, you know, it's working, but um without so much of a kind of like trying to grasp onto the times quite so hard. I'm letting it go a little bit and it's coming back to me, I think. So I don't know if that answers the question. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's kind of something that I've been kind of been doing for the last, you know, over a year, I guess Um, while still looking at time goals, but, you know, learning to like not obsess over them. All right. Um, Tafiq Ismail says, do you still have what might be the Morton's neuroma? How are you or how did you deal with it? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's still it's something that I think is just something that happens to me. Um, So like kind of, yes, it's not symptomatic right now. So it usually is only symptomatic when um, I'm very deep into a training block and like certain shoes um, will just either seem to make it worse or not worse. And some people have said it's cause carbon, the carbon plate is poking up or some people say it's cause the toe box is scrunching your feet in too much. Um, so lots of people say different things, but all, all I know is like certain shoes just give me problems. Um, if I'm very late into a training block. So I'm like, you know, lots of miles, lots of intensity, lots of kind of body breakdown, um, or stimulus like training stimulus. So like that's when it will usually flare up like right around now. I'm fine. You know, I don't, I don't really notice it. Mm, all right, Dr. Josh. See what's going on, Dr. Josh. Good to see you. All right. Um, all right. I think that's a good place to leave it for today, guys. Um, tomorrow morning, I'm going to be interviewing Nick Willis. Uh, hopefully, I really think we're still scheduled. I haven't checked my email. a while. I think we're still scheduled to do that. Um, and I think we're going to have a video. Hopefully, we'll have a video of tomorrow. If not, we'll be the next day. Um, it's going to be another one of my favorite five. The next one that I'm working on is daily trainers. So stay tuned for that. Um, and then we'll do another live stream. Tomorrow will be Thursday. So happy hour. Bring your recovery beverage of choice. Hopefully I'll see you there. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.